real long, but has ribs in it. And I didn't know anything about pickles, and I, I didn't know how prolific they were. It takes a small amount of uh, cucumber vines to satisfy uh, uh, just family. And so I had these uh, two long rows of cucumbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, my little sister wanted to pickle them. You know, only raw yeah. cucumbers. And I don't know where she got the recipe, but she made a lot of cucumbers with these things. So they had these big, long slices. The jar was filled vertically with all these wedges. And uh, they were terrible. They, oh, they no. were absolutely terrible. And what the pickles, happened? you know, they, they, not being the right time, they were kind. They were very soft. <laughs> and my father, uh, he didn't, he didn't let us throw away anything. You know, we ate lots of stuff that would you would normally throw away, but no, can't waste food. There's people starving in India. You know? Yeah. So that we had this large amount of jars in the garage in the pantry, and we were being and having to eat them. Well, that was being such a long, drawn-out, terrible process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I started throwing them away uh, little by little, you know. <laughs> like like <Yeah>. my styrofoam. <laughs> oh, was gosh, my pickle experience that way. Oh, my gosh. Four, uh, two rolls of cucumbers. Oh, my gosh. Goodness, yeah, you must have been thinking. It was like maybe 10, 10, 12 feet or so. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's a lot. Walden, cucumber vines grow long, mm -hmm. and they have cucumbers all along the vines. They get these li beautiful little flowers. Right. And the flowers, of course, are at the beginning, and they're, they're um, fertilized. Wow. And, or pollinated. And then the cucumbers start to grow. And grow, and grow, and grow. <laughs> yes. Every flower has a cucumber. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, uh, gee, you could have yeah, them to mount up. That, uh, you know, these being the wrong cucumbers, and you can get a lot of growth in one day, you know. Uh, there was probably cucumbers that were a foot and a half, maybe two feet long, <laughs> and big old fat pearls, you know? Like oh, maybe, my God. Maybe two and a half, three inches diameter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Way beyond the uh, funny. time that you would want to pick them. Well, don't they take a lot of water? Don't they, don't you, I always associate, you got to put a lot of water in there. garden and um, this was in Castor Valley, California. Uh -huh. There's uh, clay soil and so uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily dry out fast either. Mm -hmm. a really prime uh, growing region. Uh, the whole garden was just huge. This really took off. I got pictures of my sister standing out there <laughs> with the um, well, in the middle of it, and uh, it was just like overgrown. She's not short, and you know the various squash plants were like up to her waist. Oh goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, happy New Year, you two guys out there! Thank it just you. popped. We made it. You happy made it. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> you did it. Oh, 
well, that's uh, another beginning. Now, you got a New Year's Eve story for us? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Uh, I was invited to a party in Livermore, California, which is where I lived mm-hmm. and worked at the time. And uh, a friend of mine uh, was out from Castro Valley spending the weekend with me, or whatever time it was. And uh, I had built, along with another guy, this cannon, uh, a black powder cannon for me. It had a inch and a half board. It was uh, probably, um, I don't know, maybe 18 inches long. And my friend was begging me to shoot it off for New Year's. And I didn't want to do it, but he was pretty relentless. And I did have some coarse black powder left. And so um, we, we, we were actually at a party. And so, you know, I had gone home to go get all this. I decided, well, why don't we shoot it off outside this house? <laughs> you know, so we could see if anybody had a big response. Yeah. So it, oh, boy, I'm hearing big booms going on. And um, I had a Datsun pickup at the time. And what I did is I opened the I opened the tailgate, and uh, where we were at, it had a well. There was a, like a ninety degree turn, but it had this. It was almost like a court. There was a large distance, and so I figured, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna park on the street, and we'll just have this rear end pointed towards this long distance, so. It'll be, it'll be, you know, far away from people enough right. probably to not hurt them. And I set it down. Um, oh, my camper shell had a, a very thick uh, carpet in it, and I had an old uh, seat cover for the bench seat. And I decided, okay, well, I'm going to lay it um, on the on the carpet. I'm going to put this um, old seat cover um, behind it, you know, equally so that it would be dragging the seat cover right. when, it, when it got shot. <laughs> and um, the very front of it was was right at the juncture of being the bed to the tailgate. And the tailgate had uh, cardboard, not cardboard, excuse me, plywood on, on it, on the inside. And I, you know, I put a fair amount of black powder in there you know, like a very large prescription bottle full. And I just take damp newspaper and wring it out. Right. And, and rammed a bunch of this damp newspaper in there. And I didn't have any fuse, which was a, a real bummer. Uh, that's what I would do is I would take, um, you know, like an eight and a half by 11 sheet uh, paper and roll it into this very skinny funnel shape and I would stick that funnel um, point down into the hole and then I would uh, pour a bunch of black powder uh, into the bottom of that so there was maybe three quarter inch of black powder there so when finally it would burn down to it there would be a huge (laughs) huge like an old fashioned picture being taken going on Mm -hmm. and uh, the first time I tried, a buddy was leaving with his, with his wife. I said, hey, he was just saying goodbye to me in the street. I said, hang on, hang on, about to uh, have my cannon go off, you know. And we waited outside of it and waited and waited. And uh, it didn't go off. It was a dud. And so my, my buddy took off. And, well, I had to wait for quite some time before I felt safe to, uh, 
you know, go handle it again in case there were some embers close to it. And uh, finally decided, okay, well, we'll go back in there and you know, cleaned out the old one and rolled up another funnel and um, and then lit that thing off. And we were at the side, the outside, and we'd look through the window of the shell you know, until when it was getting closer, then we would actually bend over. Here's uh, so we didn't want to, in case something happened, blew up, what have you. Didn't want, you know, you want safety. Right. Even though you right. know it's not going to blow up, you you still want to hide yourself just in case because it's it's wow, that was a large boom. Um, so finally, this just as we uh, were bent over, the thing was going to go off. We saw two ladies walking across on the other side, on the sidewalk, exactly where this tent is pointed, uh, there was these two ladies walking. And we're like, oh my gosh, you know, at least that's how I am. My friend, he's game for anything. Uh, and and finally it went off, boom, and uh, we had the engine running also on this. And so we jumped inside it, drove away, and uh, I was very concerned for these for these ladies, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I wonder if any of that, I'm picturing these women having um, damp newspaper impregnated in them. <laughs> However, it was yeah. was far away, but I just had to know. So within, within five minutes, I, I drove back and uh, I didn't see anybody there. Nothing's going on, you know, so it's like, okay, then you know, they must be fine. And uh, then, my friend then when we went home he, he talked me into setting it off again and uh, set it off in the front yard this time it uh, it uh, cut a nice trench in my friend's lawn <laughs> the guy I was renting a room from a nice, nice trench in the lawn I had it laying on the lawn and um, yeah, which reminds me uh, the results of what it looked like after that one went off on the tailgate Mm -hmm. Well, right where the at the edge of the tailgate where the the plywood starts, uh, it, it actually packed um, the damp newspaper right in the in the, the little crack between the plywood and the metal, and uh, and then splintered up the um, plywood itself for about three inches. It was all kind of had a, you know nice little splinters, short mm -hmm. splinters that were sticking up. And um, I, I then heard, you know, like the next day or so from, because it was a co-worker's house, that these two women showed up at the door, scared to death, saw this big old, heard a big boom and big old fireball, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably the most memorable New Year's to me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, do you hear fireworks going off? Not here. Not here. No? Nope. No. It's pretty you quiet. Out in the country, like? No. I, I, I live uh, here in Coast Mesa, which is, uh, oh, 100,000 people. But, uh, and I'm only three blocks away from the only county fairground. But normally we get people shooting off fireworks right in front of my street here. Uh-huh. But, uh, but I don't hear anything. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird because I would I would think that Costa Mesa because I recognize the name I think it would be a pretty populated place. Yep, it is. It very much is. 
unfortunately, sometimes you can actually discern that you're listening to, to firearms being set off. That's true. I've even heard automatic uh, gunfire in the past, not on New Year's necessarily, but I've had to call police on, uh, tell them that I'm hearing automatic gunfire. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I, I quiz them about that and find out that they were getting calls from other people all over various parts of town. I remember when I first got started here in L.A., I was in Hawaii when I first started, they, they started shooting in the mid-80s. I remember that became a big story for several years, you know. Some parts of L.A. would be shooting off guns at night, you know, New Year's Eve. Yeah. yeah. Really wow. So you live in Hawaii, huh? No, I went and visited. I, I visited, um, my uncle was stationed there at the, uh, at the base commander. And so we went and visited him two Christmases in a row. And so we would come home New Year's Eve. And so that's what, that's why it sort of sticks out my mind. Okay. Yeah. So you actually were at uh, Pearl Harbor or uh -huh. different? Uh-huh. Yep. He was, um... His headquarters was uh, Hickam, Hickam Air Force, you know, Hickam Base. He, right. And so it was so f interesting, Paul, that he goes to the building, the bullet holes are still remain in the stairwell. They have left the bullet holes uh, of Pearl Harbor into the stairwell, so you can see the big old holes up and down on oh, on Hickam. It's steel or cement? It was, it was, it was like... Uh, I would say we had to be steel, uh -huh. you know, but it was pretty incredible to, to see that. Well, there was a, a larger aircraft uh, machine guns from the Japanese. Yep. Great yeah, yep. Very much so, you know. Wow. But I was. Any other places that, that they left damage? Um, those are what I remember. I think everything else they re they redid. You know, of course, the battleship Arizona still there. And, uh, and Hickam, they still will, but those are the only things I remember, you know, from Hawaii, that are still, still remains right part there. Can you actually see the Arizona from that memorial, um, uh -huh. building? Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, you have to, you have to take a, a boat to get out there, and the, well, the memorial thing is right on the water, right above it. And it's still, it's still leaking two to three gallons of oil a day. You know, here, 70 years later, it's still, it's still leaking oil. Really? Yep. Much? Yep. Holy yeah. Holy You're looking through, uh, well, there may be a film mm -hmm. uh, visible. And does that, does that memorial, I just recall you seeing a big white, uh, covered white right. build, building. Does it have like a, an area that's open inside for you to look down? Mm-hmm. Correct. And then is that lit? Yep. Building? I think so, if I remember right. But yeah. And you can, you're, you're, you're there and it's pretty incredible. It, it, you know, it's, um, it, it's also, you know, I got a chance to go to Normandy and when my uncle was was um, here at NATO, we got a chance, and that's some some of the most emotional areas to be, is to go up and down those um those, those gray markers of all these kids who are 21, 22 years old, you know, the you know the Omaha Beach and every place like that. It's very.
very moving. You know, it's always moving to be around the military cemeteries like that. Yes. You know. They gave, gave the lives for all of us. Yep. Also, in Hawaii, there's the Punch Bowl, and that's where those um, military graves are at. But it's just... Um, that's what they call it in Hawaii, yeah. The punch bowl. You know, the graves in Normandy. Yeah. Um, you know, you see on Sailing Private Ryan. Right. Where, where right. he goes over to the grave. Right. Um, it, that's right above Cliffs, right? Yep. Yeah. So um, did, did they remove all of those... Um, I don't know what the official name is, but all those metal pieces, the crisscross heavy metal pieces that they put on the beach to slow down landings. They're still there. They're, they're, uh, the problem is they're starting, to, they're starting to erode. So they're trying to rebuild some of those uh, cliff things and the uh, the forts, or whatever you call them. They're still trying to preserve those. And, okay. and also with their, in Gold Beach, you can still see the military barracks or the uh, landing barges out in the ocean are still there 70 years later. Oh, the landing vehicles? Yep. Still yep. Where they have built it, and, you know, to get the ships into. They still, you know, the military built them out in the ocean. They're still there. Wow. That's amazing. So, so, so they, um, they did purposely leave it as much as they could? Yep. To, uh, wow. Yep. Uh, did you um, see the pillboxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pillboxes are still there. Um, Did you walk into any of them? Yep, yep. You did. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Luxembourg. It's pretty amazing where the Battle of the Bulge, uh, it, you know, took place and has a great museum. It's it's sort of one where uh, just a great job they do. For America in Luxembourg, where they had a battle of the bulge, and you know it's pretty amazing. Wow! Is Trier a place called Trier, right near Luxembourg? Um, I don't remember where Trier is at, but I, don't, I think you're right, Paul. I don't remember right off the bat, but that's the relatives from there. Uh huh. My my name. Uh, Ferris, it's how we say it here, but it's it's uh, pronounced like Ferris. Ah, when okay. I, when okay. people say it. Sure. Um, that way. Sure. Very much so. Wow. Yes, I, I would uh, imagine uh, that it would be especially moving um, being there. Now, did you actually go down on a beach by any chance? Mm-hmm. Well, part, I don't, yeah, parts of the beach. I think with Gold Beach is where we went down to. Because in Gold Beach, there's a beautiful hotel that look over the water, and that's where we stayed. Because you know you got Gold Beach, you got Omaha Beach, you got Utah Beach, Juno. Uh, I think there's one more, you know, of the of the beachheads, and it's a very moving experience to be there. They even the um, remember the uh, movie The Longest Day. Where they had the, uh, they still have a replica of the parachuter hung up in the in the church steeple, and it's you know uh, up there to commemorate. Huh? Mhm. It did happen. I remember 
So I remember seeing uh, a guy hanging from a, a, a steeple. Yep. It was either on the longest day or on that um, um, series called Combat. Mm-hmm. You remember that series? I remember. But yeah, the longest day, that is true. That, that did happen. And they still commemorate that. And they had a, another small museum in the city there in France to commemorate that. So, they've they done a great job to preserve uh, American involvement in, in, in Normandy. Yeah, they're very grateful. Yep. The great loss of life. Very much so. Uh, so did they actually have that parachute? Yep. That, so. I think uh, they still had a replica, I think, up in the church steeple. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, man. I wonder how many times they've had to replace I, it. I would place. think over 70 years with the weather and everything. Yeah. They would have to do it pretty often. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, did that guy survive? I think he did, but I don't remember much more. You know, the movie was in 61. And I think he stayed over, I think he was in there all night, um, if I remember the story right. But I think he did. Because wherever I saw it, and maybe it was combat, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, the guy was alive, but he was having a fake that he was dead, and he was he was injured, and so that he was, they showed him groaning, and they would be um, talking to him from the steeple, telling him to be quiet, just, just. Wow. And, wow. Wow. Um, I don't know if that was actually the case. Uh, them trying to uh, copy that I mean, show it being done like it was or if it was just uh, a um, separate thing. Sure. But, uh, but I, I recall that. Wow. Okay, hold on, Paul. I think I think I disconnected with Patricia, so hold on, we're, we're bringing it back. So hang in, every, everybody. Give me one second, and we'll be right back. And just hang in there, Paul. Oh, yeah, I was John for Windows was, is ready. Skype uh, trademark 20 Walton. Dot news. Conversation list. Echo slash sound. John Gassman. Echo slash sound. John Gass. Larry Gassman. Michael Thiel. Online. Ronnie Witcher. Online. Tim Dofler. Away. Scott Fitz. Tom Tsao. On. Plus one five. Bill Grind. Cynthia Cope. Dennis Hart. Frank Ressi. Jeff Silver. Jim Taylor. KAC. Carolyn Grimes. Home. Phone. Patricia Hugh. Enter. Page up. Echo slash sound test. Page up. Favorites. Drag con. All. Change. Bill Bragg. Online. Applications. End call with send IM. Send SMS. Send con. Send file. Dot, dot, send contacts. Dot, dot, dot. Send file. Send voice. Me- share screen. View profile. Rename. Dot, dot, dot. All page down. Escape. Conversate. Echo slash. John Gass. Larry Gass. Michael. Ronnie Witch. Tim No. Thomas. Plus one. Bill Grant. Cynthia. Dennis Hart. Phone. Cynthia Collier. Phone. Dennis Hart. Phone number. Frank Ressi. Dennis Hart. Cynthia Collier. Bill Grind. Phone number. Cynthia. Dennis Hart. Frank Ressi. Phone number. Jeff Silver. Jim Taylor. KAC. Carolyn. Carolyn Grimes. Home. Phone. Patricia. You enter. Patricia. Page up. Echo slash. Bill Bragg. Online on the mobile. Bill Bragg. Online. Applications. Send IM. Send SM. You send discovered me. Dot, dot, dot. Send file. Dot. Send uh, voice message. Send file. Send voice that, message. Uh, sounds like an automated. Uh, uh-huh. Share screens. Dot, dot, dot. Invite a conference uh, call. Broadcast from you connecting to it, Patricia. I didn't understand the question, Paul. Would you ask that again, please? Um, Enter. Well, Leaving menus. Conversation list. List view. Uh, Bill Bragg. Online. Three of one hundred fourteen. Unloading jaws. Cancel. But OK button. Enter. 
of hearing uh, an automatic. Um, yeah. Well, wait, wait, I, 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 that's my computer. So I was moving my computer up and down. So that's what you heard. You just heard my computer go. Bum, 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 bum. It, that's some. Actually, there was a voice. That's it. It, it has a voice. Yep, ba 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 Yep, I was moving up and down my computer. It talks to him. Mine doesn't yep. talk to me, but his does. My computer talks. He'll say, "What, Patricia? It's not that smart. I have to tell it. Hi, Patricia. Nice to see you back. Yeah. Hi, Walden. It's nice to be back. <laughs> I've been here, and I made my tea, and I had... Oh, my goodness, a trip around and stuff like that there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, did you bring your pickles in your tea, Patricia? No, I didn't bring my pickles. I didn't Aww. bring my pickles. So, we're going to have Ron, in, is Ron going to call in tonight? Yep, once, once we're done with Paul, we're going to have Ron call. And Ron, okay. Ron will be able to play, or Lanzine. But Ron Paul, is our pianist. Ron's our Ron friend from Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. What's he What's he gonna play old anxiety on? Instrument. Yeah. Uh, Ron is a professional musician, so he will do it on his keyboard for us. Oh, cool. That brings up the very topic of old anxiety. I thought I got to learn more about this. Mm -hmm. What actually are they singing? What does it mean? You know, just like you're dissecting pickles. I'd love to uh, learn more about old anxiety, how it started, oh, what exactly it means, because uh, I don't, I don't recall, but okay. maybe I'm going ever in my life I will, read I will get, uh, something about it. Sure, I'm, I will get the literal interpretation, but it is Scottish, and it means. Um, Old A U L D is old, and what they're singing about is giving homage to the the old friends and the old experiences while they're welcoming the new ones. Oh, cool! So let's see, um, a, a Scottish poem by Robert Burns. Hold Robert on. Burns. Oh, Wait. Robert Burns. Yeah. Robert Burns. Yeah. Okay. Okay, poem written by Robert Burns in 1788 and set to the tune of the old folk song. Um, it is well known in many, many countries by extension. What we need is the literal interpretation. We've got history, lyrics. Um, Okay, Auld Lang Syne is the equivalent, the English equivalent of that would be Once Upon a Time in his telling of fairy tales, but I know it's got a literal meaning. Hold on. I will find it. And then I have to give you a question. Because oh, okay. um, we have to fill up people's envelopes. That's All right, Auld Lang Syne. And I bet Paul might want another version of the luxury or theater. You never know, Patricia. I don't know. It's, it's going to take a while. It's <laughs> going to take a while to get through the. Um, let's see, definition. Um, it's going to take a little bit to get through the entire collection because it's a honey. Oh, oh, um, time's long. The um, Auld Lang Syne is times long past. Oh. 
So they are toasting the times past and welcoming the new. Oh, okay. And it, it sounds like, like uh, old. But about, um, new friends are great, but old friends are, you know, uh, very important to, like, say, cherish the new, but um, something like your, your old friends yeah. are like gold, and the new ones are like silver, something like that. Ah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. So, okay. okay, are you ready for a question? Sure. All right. You're doing very well, by the way. So, one night I'm going to stick you, and you're going to say, oh, I give up. I'm going <laughs> home. And I don't <laughs> well, that kind of happened on, on, oh, let's see. I called back Walden uh -huh. about um, the question of, um, of who the name of the, the operator on uh, Fibber McGee. That's right. He knew it. He uh -huh. thought about it later, Patricia. Yeah. And you did? And you did get it? All right. Well, you, yeah, as I long as you... I palm in my hand while I was watching Oh, my TV goodness. And, uh, <laughs> came back in and called Walden. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to give you credit for that, but let's do a question just for the heck of it. Okay. Um, let's see. Do you know who Rochester was in the Jack Benny show? He was his, his butler. All right. Good, you got it right off the bat. Oh, right. Okay. Yes, I, I, on one of the, the TV stations that I now get since uh, since this digital mm -hmm. um, showing up, I'm, I've gotten more um, free TV stations, and one of them um, plays Jack Benny with and George Burns, uh, Gracie and and George, uh, pretty mm -hmm. regularly, and so. I've been able to see what the characters look like, you know. Hey. Well, I'm seeing Rochester, and i got to say, I, I really, really enjoy uh, watching these uh, old shows on TV as well. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Okay, do you, do you still want an additional? You've got three Lux CDs coming. Do you want a fourth? Uh, uh, as you said, you may very well... Get them all onto um, the DVD. Yeah, DVDs. Uh, yeah. Right. So, so I had three up until now. Right. You had okay. you had three up until now. Okay. So I'll tell you what. I, I, I will fit as much as I can on one DVD, and that should take care of at least fifty percent of the collection. Okay. Oh, well, it sounded like um, when when you broke down and uh, figured out how many fit, it sounded like it was going to fit probably in... Two, maybe. Yeah, maybe two. Maybe, maybe two. Um, okay. Those are, so, those are DVDs well, I, and they're going to hold I need to, to let you it. know another one. Right. Just in case yes. um, you have this extra um, room. Yes. So let's okay. see. Uh, well, okay. Fibber, Mickey, and Molly. All right. Oh, you can have Fibber McGee and Molly. How many episodes did they make? How many years did they play? They were on from 1935 to 1960, 25 years. And I would say, let's see now, three, seven, over 700 episodes. Over 500? 700. 700, wow. Yeah. Yeah. 25 years, my goodness. Yep. It's amazing, those radio shows, I, it's always fascinates me that the radio shows stayed on. Yeah, and I wonder if it because um, it was like the family. They 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 were like 
company in, in your house. They wasn't attractive mm-hmm. or whatever. It was, you just expected to turn on your radio every Tuesday night and there was Fibber McGee and Molly. Right. Yeah. It's like the friend, friends coming over to play cards with uh-huh. us every Tuesday night. Yep. Yeah. 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 So okay. All right, Paul. I will. Those big, long. Um, I don't know what the word would be. Tongue twisters or what? It's not a rant, but a big, long thing where he speaks so fast mm-hmm. and says mm-hmm. so much. I, I gotta, I gotta find one of those that I could play for my family just because it's so impressive. Even, even though he may be reading it from the script, the speed that he says it. Without really any mistakes. Sue from the seesaw, sea shaker, who read the seesaw, you know, yep. yeah, uh, he'll get on one letter and get and get go thing. back and forth. Oh. It's, it's just amazing. Yes, it is. It you know, is. Okay, by, Paul. Just um, like Lux, you know, if we could just work towards finishing all of the Trevor McGee's, uh, wow, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Yep, we'll we'll work on that. All right. Uh, The the guy from Hawaii uh, maybe trying to get in like I was uh, Uh in the previous caller. Yep, so he'll be next. He'll be next. Probably I should give him a break and uh, (laughs) let him come on now. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's waiting. I think so. He's waiting. Well, I'm very happy to have spent um, New Year's Eve into New Year's be the fortunate person to be talking to you guys when that happens. Congratulations. And, um, if, if I'm hearing you guys later and I'm in here, I'll give you another call. Terrific. Okay, okay. Paul, you have a wonderful evening. Be safe, and we're going to be here for a while. Okay, all right. Good night to you, Walden oh. and Patricia. Good night, Paul. Bye-bye, Paul. Thank you for calling. Oh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Guys. Bye-bye. All right. Alright, Ron. You know our number, I hope. If you don't know our number by now, Ron, I don't know if you're ever going to know it. 714-545-2071. Maybe he's on strike. (laughs) I don't think he's on strike. He'll be with us in a couple of minutes. But in the meantime, I've got more stuff for you. Could I give you more stuff? Ah, there he is. Hello there. There I am. There he is. There he is. Oh, let oh. me think. Who is this? I don't know. You know. Who I, is this? I, I, I was beaten by first Kurt was talking to me. <laughs> 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 I thought I could get through it and the other guy came on and, boy, it showed that Hawaii is really slow. I know. What's wrong with Hawaii? I don't know. Well, we, we, we. I guess so. So you know that means you have to stay on for the next hour and a half. That way you can take care of the Hawaii and Alaska time zone plus California. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you guys have uh, have a lot of people on tonight. I guess. You know? It's it been good. All right, here we go. Let's. <laughs>
Thank you, Ron. Happy New Year. Yeah, so where are we going to Hey, Ron. Hmm? You play pretty well. You, you think you ever make a career out of this? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you are so good, Ron. You really are. Well, you know, you guys are good to us, too. Hey, listen. Um, yeah. So what? what's big New Year's meal for you tomorrow, Alden? Oh, I had it tonight. We, yeah, so I think tomorrow roast rabbits. T tonight, it was uh, cauliflower. What? I, uh, it was a tossed salad. You like I, that? I taught, well, no, mama. <laughs> put it on my <laughs> <laughs> so I'm good. I ate the whole thing. <laughs> I had salad. Okay. And then, uh, now I'll get to the really good stuff. Oh, no, which mm kind of salad, though? I don't know, Mom. I asked Mom, we said, I don't know, it's just some bottle out of dressing. I mean, we only eat iceberg. We're an iceberg family around here. Then we had mashed potatoes. And tonight was the night that we ate the prime rib. And I think it covered one-third of my plate, our portion. It was 5.6 pounds worth of prime rib for $91 at Costco. And we finished it off with... Peppermint ice cream. Was that left over from the six gallon? Yeah, that was left over from the six gallon. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Dad said, you know, I think we're done. I think we should go run run over and buy some more. And Mama said, no, I don't think so. So I think we're gonna have to survive on what's left over for tomorrow. You know, um, tomorrow we're having our prime rib for lunch. Uh, uh, are you gonna cook? Are you gonna cook it? Of course. Okay. I mean, must you ask? I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was on your plate? Oh, Lordy, you are funny. All right, Patricia, you need to fast up. What did you? What was your big meal for tonight? What was your plate like? For tonight? Yeah. Oh, either tonight or, or when is your big plate? Or what, when? When are you gonna? When are you going to really exert yourself and? Pig hogs, you know. Gee, I don't know. It's not. I don't do big stuff for for New Year's. You don't. I will tell. What? I will tell you what I had tonight. Go ahead. Peanut butter and jelly. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Seriously. Well, I haven't had it in such a long time, and I was like, squirreling through the cabinet, and I thought, oh, peanut butter. I had peanut butter and jelly. Now, what kind of jelly, Patricia? Raspberry. Oh, I love raspberry. Now, Me is it, too. Is it cream or nuts, peanut butter? Oh, creamy. No lumps in my food. Oh, really? Well, and, and, what kind, and what kind of bread? White bread? You know, you, know what the, oh. you know what the Hawaiian custom is was when we were younger? It's not too much now, but we used to go from house to house and Every house you go, you eat a little bit, you know. I mean, oh, wow! A custom. Like, you go from one house, you have something. And it's rude if you don't have, if you don't partake, see. Oh, by the time you go to about, like, a fourth house, you are really full. So it's open house. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It, it, it was a, it was a, it's not too much now, but when I was younger, my father, you see, not take me because he, he would be invited to see his friends, you know, wish him Happy New Year. 
and so he would take me with him. Oh man, we were really stuffed by the last house because because it's rude not to eat. So you gotta eat a little bit, but sure. a little bit, you know, just adds up. <laughs> No, yeah, and you start out, and you think your tummy can hold more than a ten. That's right. So, oh, but it was fun with my father. So you didn't have a big meal tonight. It's only tomorrow, huh, Ron? Tomorrow, yeah, we have a big meal tomorrow. And another Japanese custom mm -hmm. is around twelve o'clock. My wife and I will do it tonight. We have this kind of soup uh, that we that Japanese make, and um, um. It's a custom for good luck to eat it, drink it, I mean, uh, on New Year's Eve. Is it hot or what cold? I mean, I'll let my wife tell you. I'll let you, you can talk to Gail. Okay. We wish you happy New Year. We will. Gail, my friend from yesterday USA wants to know about the soup, the Japanese soup. They want to talk to you about the Japanese soup. Hang on. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hello, Patricia and Walden. Hi, Gail. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's almost there for you. How are you? We haven't talked forever. I know. It, it, it's been a while. Gail, can, okay. I one, can I ask one question? Okay. How do you put up with, with Ron? Oh, I, I, uh, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> You can think about that for a little bit. <laughs> I have to think about that. Oh, you're funny. You're funny. How are you doing with your Macintosh? You still like it? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I do um, certain programs with it, so I like it. And, um, oh, sure. You know, learn a little at a time. <laughs> oh, gosh, I know. I know. I just learned well, how to print, um, a picture Christmas card. You know, with oh. yes. in it, and oh boy, you're so, ahead of me. Um, I'm not good at it, but I'm just learning. <laughs> well, okay. I have never done something like that, so I'm really impressed. Mm. It takes a while. <laughs> no, no, I'm impressed that you did it. Well, Ron was telling us about the Japanese soup that you make as tradition on New Year's. Could you tell me about it? Well, it's a clear soup. You make it out of um, seaweed. It's a thick seaweed. It's called kobu. And you boil it, bring it to a boil. And, and many people use bonito or some other things like that. And they boil it. And when it comes to a boil, you strain it. And you get the clear soup. With the clear soup, you know, you put things in like a... I don't know what the English name for it, but we call it mizuna. It's like... Uh, like cabbage, not really cabbage, um, Chinese cabbage, but it's uh -huh, okay. that, and tofu, and I'm putting in mochi, and I, mine, uh, my soup came out a little watery, so I put lots of miso, you know, the um, soybean paste. Okay. Yeah. So okay. you're not too good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <laughs> fine to me. Now, when, when you, so that's when what you we're serve... having. Um, we're usually supposed to wait till 12, but I'm not going to wait to 12. 
You're going to give up before then. You are too. Yeah, I think you answered my question before I even asked it. I was going to ask if this is part of a larger meal or is this customarily by itself? Um, many, uh, let's see. In our family, we ate it. Uh, you had sushi and, you know, some other things that you prepare. But mm -hmm. uh, since our family is not here tonight, I've decided to do the rest, but not heavy. Uh, in the morning, you know, and drink the rest of the zoni soup in the morning. Mm -hmm. People drink it in the morning. My family drank it right when midnight came. But okay. in our case, we're not traditional people, so <laughs> we'll drink it before. <laughs> and uh -huh. then we'll go to sleep and get up early and prepare our meal. And we're going to, because the kids are coming in, uh, coming for lunch, I decided to make prime rib croissant sandwiches. Wow. Oh, wow. You're back to prime rib again for us. You did yeah. something like that last year. Oh, that just sounded good. <laughs> well, somebody it, had this recipe. You uh -huh. put the oven on for 375, and I don't know how big a piece, you know, the prime rib is supposed to be, but I bought one enough for our family. You put it in for an hour, not covered, 